I need the clarity, which I've, I've written down. And now it's just, I'm just chopping things away because I just absolutely love what I'm doing. And if we can find that motivation, that level of intrinsic motivation, that's when you can really make massive amounts of progress. So if you find something where you're autonomous, where you feel connected, where you feel competent and you've got those basic needs met and you're happy with it and you're passionate about it and it brings you joy, then it's almost guaranteed that you'll have this intrinsic motivation and that's endless, that's limitless. That is the thing that's gonna keep you going over and over again. So. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Success Shift. It's Thursday, and it may look a little bit different. I've been playing around with my setup. I've got a few new toys as the show grows, um, as the podcast grows. So does my instruments and my gear. And hopefully, I can make things a little bit clearer and more visually appealing, and hopefully, sound appealing and easier for me with this new mic arm. So I'm very grateful um, today for the growth of the show and the growth of myself and you know everyone coming growing together um, getting involved I see the Kajabi room slowly getting bigger and bigger each week and the downloads are getting more and more and so it's really nice and it's good to be able to look back on something that you've done consistently for a while I think I've been at this for almost a year now kind of on and off at the start but then being more consistent towards the back end of last year and you know we're starting to get a bit of momentum and things are just falling into place. So I'm really grateful for the consistency and the discipline that I've had in coming to these every morning, but more so for the um, support that I've got from the community. Um, Knowing that I've got people here waiting gives me that motivation on days where I really sometimes don't have it. Um, And it's a bit of a segue here because we're going to be talking about motivation today and some of the basic needs that humans have and how we can use that (laughs) to help drive us and motivate us. Um, But yeah, today I just want to share that gratitude because it's been a journey and it's still got so far to go and I'm loving every single step of the way. Um, But, you know, as you do grow and as things do progress, you get new toys and you get new things and, you know, it's a nice feeling. So yeah, today, again, just showing that gratitude for for everyone and the progress. I just got some gratitude coming into the chat here. Grateful to be here for having the little dog we're looking after jump on my bed with morning kisses oh that is a memory that i miss immensely having a dog jump on your bed and wake you up and give you some kisses and some cuddles it's a really nice feeling um some people hate it but i love it as well um okay so because i was doing a little bit technical stuff at the start we're going to jump straight in today we're going to sort of continue on a little bit from what we were talking about yesterday now yesterday we're talking about expectations and the Pygmalion effect and how when people expect something from us, 
that kind of affects their behavior towards us. And then that affects the way that we receive the information and the way we feel and therefore like kind of affects our belief and then our actions. And this circle is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy where if you expect something from someone, you behave towards them in a certain way because you have a certain belief about them, then they end up reciprocating that belief and then they start acting in a certain way and slowly but surely it builds on each other and they end up having and fulfilling the behaviors that you kind of expected from them in the first place. Now, we we're talking about how it's good to look at ourselves and how we can use this um, for ourselves as well. And we were touching on some of those experiences. So we, at the end of the, yesterday's session, we were talking about mastery experience. So this is resilience, builds resilience, builds courage. It's kind of overcoming something, some kind of scary thing or some big milestone, public speaking, whatever it is for you. Then we had a vicarious experience, which is witnessing someone else's success. This kind of builds motivation and inspiration. You know, you see someone close to you or a friend of yours achieve something. You know, the, the perfect example is the four-minute mile. No one believed it could be done. Everyone was like, no, that's impossible. Then it got run. And as soon as the four-minute mile was run, everyone started, you know, hitting that same milestone. And then it became pretty common, um, which is just the power of, you know, the humankind. We, we can observe. We can watch. We can experience through other people. We can learn from others. We can adapt. We can grow. Again, this is how we become it became that sort of apex predator and, and at the top of the food chain because we have that adaptability. <laughs> and the more human um, nature, I guess not human nature, the more the human collective progresses and does new things and hits new milestones, the more we can all learn from that, find more motivation, grow and, and, and continue to move forward. Then we have that modeling experience where this is where if you're following a, a mentor, so if you've got, so this is more like a role model kind of thing. So this is similar to what I was talking about just, just previously when you've got a friend or something like that that achieves something and then you can do the same thing because you can see that, oh, well, if you can do it, I can do it. That kind of direction, that kind of purpose. It's like, hey, what training did you do? How, do, what, how are you eating? Those kind of things. We can get direct input from that experience and help us um, change and, and grow in that direction. Then we're talking about emotional and physical experiences. And I'm sure you're all aware of the emotional and physical experiences. This is what makes us mature. This is what makes us who we are. This is kind of, you know, what we hold on to a lot of the time. This is where we can build our personality in the sense that, oh, this happened to me in a physical way. This happened to me in an emotional way. And because of that, I am now this, or I have this behavior, or I have, you know, this kind of characteristic trait. And so... <laughs> From now, we were talking about the idea of, um, you know, taking these experiences and being brave, trying to be vulnerable, trying to do new things, trying to step outside your comfort zone, trying to grow, trying to expand. And one thing that I didn't get to yesterday, but this idea of confidence needing control. So the more we can live experiences and the more we can experience experiences, I guess, um, the more confidence we gain. And so once you do something, you get an understanding from it. You get some resilience. You get some courage if it's difficult and you can try that thing again. And the more we do this, the more confidence we get and the more confidence we have, the easier it is to do that thing again. And so this is like that cycle. We build the confidence. We try something new because we've tried something new. We build more confidence. But in order to have confidence, we kind of need to have that control. We need to be able to be like, I'm doing this because I wanted to, or I'm doing this because, you know, I want to push back past this barrier or I'm doing this because I feel that I can. And this comes into this, 
which is what my main point for today is self-determination theory. And this self-determination theory is a concept that talks about humans and their three basic needs. So in order to stay motivated, to progress, to really push it to that next level, you know, you, you see those people who make great success and you wonder how do they do it? How do they stay motivated? How do they do these great achievements? Well, lots of the time you hear them say that discipline takes you where motivation can't. But if you look at the basic needs, so yes, you need discipline. Yes, you need to be able to push yourself when you don't feel like it. But how do you find that ability to go, okay, I know this is good for me. I know this is what I want. It's having that passion. It's having that dedication. It's chasing something that makes you happy. If it doesn't make you happy, if you're not passionate about it, then it's going to be really hard to stay disciplined on it. And if you don't have that discipline, then when you're not motivated, it's going to be really, really hard to progress. And that's when you kind of quit, shall we say. Um, so looking at the tasks you've got in your life as a whole, if we go back to the basic needs, the three basic needs that all human, and we spoke about this quite a while back when we we're talking about primitive needs and primitive, primitive fears. Um, but the three basic needs that we've got here are competence, autonomy, and relatedness or connectedness. And so the competence part of it is, you know, you want to be able to believe that you have the skills required to do a certain task. You don't want to feel clueless. You don't want to feel lost. You don't want to feel um, like an idiot. You want to have that challenge. So you something that's hard. So you need to keep growing and learning, but not too difficult where you feel like this is way over my head. I'm never going to get this. You know, if you, for example, I don't know if I jumped into knitting, something that I'm not overly passionate about and I've got no idea how to do it. I can see myself getting bored and quitting on that very quickly because I'm overwhelmed. It's too much. I've got no idea what I'm doing. And all of a sudden I'm just like in the deep end, like, nah, it's going to be really hard for me to want to learn this um, because it's just straight into something that I've never done before. And, you know, without the passion and desire, I'm not going to want to stick it out. This <laughs> relatedness and connectedness you know, this comes from those primal fears. You don't want to be ostracized. You don't want to be marginalized. You don't want to be shunted to the side. And so when we do things, we want to feel like we belong. We want to feel connected to other people. We want, this is why community learning is so powerful because when you're, imagine if all those people who have been learning to trade, imagine if you did this on your own. And there are some people out there who trade on their own and they, they love it. There's some people who do have that desire and that pa passion and, you know, they, go to YouTube university and they study away for seven, eight years or whatever it is. And they make it and kudos to them. But I think for a lot of those people who aren't in that category, think about those times where you've really hit the wall and you're like, man, what is the point in this? Am I ever going to get this? And you've had those like really depleting moments. What's been the thing to motivate you? What's been the thing to keep you going? What's been the thing that's gotten you back up to try again? For me, a lot of the time, and Teresa, when I interviewed her, she said the same thing that one of the reasons she got to where she is is because of the community she had. And I've definitely felt that. I've felt down. I've come into the trading call. I hear people talking positively. I hear people calling out trades. I hear other people struggling. You know, I, I call my accountability partner. We, we talk about it, talk it out. These kind of connectedness, this I'm not alone, this I'm actually doing this with someone else. And yeah, it's struggling. It's a struggle for you as much as it is for me, but we're in this struggle together. And this was the main motivation for me doing this mindset call and, you know, kind of stepping in in more of a leading position because I wanted to be there to sh show you guys that, yeah, it does have these down points. It does have struggles. It does have hard times, but we're in that together and we can actually get it. And we've got mentors who've been there on the seven figure side that have been through this to guide us, you know, this um, vicarious experience, this modeling experience, seeing Teresa, for example, make it is just like someone that you could touch and be so close to and, you know, a real person that's made it. 
this really helps us with this collect connectedness and this relatedness. So one of the basic needs being relatedness, connectedness really helps that motivation. The other one being the competence, you know, not being completely lost. And then autonomy, the ability to make decisions on your own and the ability to do it on your own. Now, this is one thing with trading is I think it's very autonomous in the sense that you're the one who decides to push the button. You're the one who decides to close the trade. You're the one who decides to open the trade. You're the one who decides to overtrade. You're the one who decides to undertrade. It's all based around you. And sometimes this can almost be too much for some people, but it's very autonomous. And so I think that's what drives some of the motivation because once you get it, then you are completely autonomous. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. And so it really ticks off one of those basic needs. So I want you to look at the things in your life, especially, you know, related to trading and go, do I feel related? Do I feel competent? Do I feel autonomous? Have I got this passion and desire? Have I got the dedication? Am I finding happiness within this task? Because these are the things that are going to keep you going. These are the things that are going to build that self-confidence. These are the things that when it's really hard and really tough, are going to get you up and, and get you going again. Now, onto this motivation side from so if we're looking at this self-determination theory we have three basic needs and all of them when we combine them three if we've got all of them to the, the right level we end up placing ourselves on a scale so we spoke about this in the past briefly intrinsic and extrinsic reasons but this is going to in a little bit more depth so if you're not self-determined if you really lack motivation um, and you're not autonomous at all, you're going to be in this A motivation range. And then if you are completely self-determined and you've got heaps of motivation, you're going to be right at the end in this intrinsic motivated range. And then in the middle is this extrinsic region, re region where we need external sources to keep us going. And what I want to do is as I go through these, I think there's six phases, six levels, I want you to think about where you are and what's driving you. I want you to think about whether or not you've kind of fit into one of these categories and if so how you can shift your lifestyle to move upward or yeah up up a category shall we say so the very first one is this a motivation this is where you don't understand you feel disconnected you feel lost it's you know maybe what it was like when you first jumped into trading and it was like a completely different language and you're like whoa you know we really need to quickly get you some understanding and get that language kind of translated otherwise there's lots of people and i've seen it through my time lots of people jump in because the money motivation, you know, and I, was, and I was going to talk about this at the end, but money is a great motivator. However, it really undermines the intrinsic motivation that we have. And so we've got to decide, this is why I say, do your seven levels deep and find your why, because money is a great motivator. But at the end of the day, it's just a surface level. We want money so that we can do what money does absolutely nothing until we spend it. So what do you want to spend it on? And use that as your motivator, not the actual financial aspect, because money sitting in the corner of the room does absolutely nothing for anyone. And so obviously you want the money so that you can travel, look after your parents, retire your mom, whatever it is. And those are the things you need to focus on rather than the money aspect. But going back, so money is great. However, it does undermine our intrinsic motivation. And we want to find that intrinsic motivation because that's the thing that's going to keep you going and keep you at it nonstop over and over again, even when times get tough. So a motivation, when you don't understand, you feel disconnected, you, you know, you've lost control. You're just like, ah, oh, you know, think about the kid at school who just does not want to be at school. It's like, I don't want to learn. This is dumb. I don't need it. I don't want to be here. That's the kind of a motivation level. Next, we have the you know, let's say the, the goody two shoes at class, you know, she really likes to work, but only when people are watching, as soon as people aren't watching, then she stops working. She's not motivated. You know, the idea here is that 
I want to get good grades because I know that if I do, I get a good reward. This is extrinsic motivation with an external, which is externally regulated. So, you know, the mum always gives you the gold star and the pat on the back and yeah, you're great kind of um, reward system. Now, this is, I mean, parents doing their best, but at the end of the day, as soon as that person's gone, as soon as that reward's gone, as soon as that stimulant's gone, then then their motivation dies with it. And so we really want to try and avoid, avoid that. The next is, you know, that competitive motivation. There's some people who they just want to learn so they can be better than everyone else. You know, they want to run faster just so they can beat the other people. Their only objective is to beat those around them. And so they've got this extrinsic motivation, which is introjected regulation. So really competitive, really wanting to beat, be good or be the best just because they want to be better than others. Now, the problem with this, again, when there's no one around, who are you going to be better than? Where's your motivation gone? You know, you you get to a certain level and maybe you've beaten everyone in that class and then you either have to find a new class to beat or you just stop. And so again, this isn't really going to be helping us through the hard times. It's only going to be there if you've got a competitive partner which you can go go to the top with. And sometimes that's good. If that's your the kind of person you are, then it's important to understand that and find someone who you can compete with and find the people who are going to drive you and push you and find the person who is an even match that will just keep, you know, working next to each other and, and you can hopefully with each other rise to the top or rise to whatever level you want, but you need to find those people and stick with them. <laughs> next is intrinsic motivation regulation through identification. So this is, if you enjoy learning something, um, you know, you, you're not connected to the subject. Maybe, maybe you realize that learning is good for you, but only because you want to be seen as that smart person, only because you want to be seen by others as you know what you're talking about. It's, it's good in the sense that, you know, you want to keep learning and have this information because you want to be seen as a smart person. You want to be seen as educated. You want others to perceive you in, in, a, in a high light, which is not a, not necessarily a bad thing. But as soon as those people get bored of you or as soon as they find another interest or as soon as you move crowds and, and the interest isn't there, then you're going to lose that motivation again. And so, again, if that's you, you need to find the group of people who are always going to be there and be proud of you and be like, oh, wow, I'm you know, be the one that are always going to be supporting you. You need those people in your life that are going to be, you know, kind of pumping you up and, and keeping you going. The next we have extrinsic motivation, integrated regulation. Now, <laughs> this is the kind of person who you, you know, what's good for you. Sometimes you might be bored, but you're like, oh, I know learning this is going to be good for me. I find I do this a lot with exercise sometimes. And this is kind of an example that I can use here for in real life for myself, right? So I'm in this border between intrinsic and the extrinsic motivation integrated regulation stage with my exercise because I I do exercise on a lot because I know that it's going to be good for me. I exercise because I want to be healthy and be able to play with my son. I exercise because of the benefits it's going to have. But sometimes that's not really the motivation th that I need. You know, I want to wake up going, oh, I can't wait to go for a run. But unfortunately, I don't have that level of motivation yet. I'm still stuck in this level of like, yes, I don't really care what other people think about me, but I know for me, it's going to be good. I know for me, it's going to bring my health in. And I know for me that the more I do this, the better off I'm going to be. And so this is that extrinsic motivation, integrated regulation. Sorry for the long title, um, which is good. And it's, I think, that driving force. But we want to see how we can change it to that final next level of intrinsic motivation. And of course, the next level is intrinsic motivation. This is when you purely because we love something, where you just, 
you wake up wanting to do the same thing over again. I don't know if you've found some of these things when you're really passionate in life, when you love what you're doing. Like I've found that with what I'm doing now, I've definitely got that. I was saying this, I think yesterday with my wife, I say, oh, I can't wait. Like I want to go play with my son. I, I really want to. And then oh, I want to go back and do some work because I really want to keep going with these projects. And I want to keep doing more. And I don't need the motivation. I need the clarity, which I've, I've written down. And now it's just, I'm just chopping things away because I just absolutely love what I'm doing. And if we can find that motivation, that level of intrinsic motivation, that's when you can really make massive amounts of progress. So if you find something where you're autonomous, where you feel connected, where you feel competent and you've got those basic needs met and you're happy with it and you're passionate about it and it brings you joy, then it's almost guaranteed that you'll have this intrinsic motivation and that's endless, that's limitless. That is the thing that's going to keep you going over and over again. So how can we use this information? Well, look at your trading environment. Look at the people you're surrounded by. Look at your setup. Look at your routine in trading. Do you feel connected? Do you feel autonomous? Do you feel competent? You know, is it bringing you joy and happiness? If not, can we change a certain few things? Can we maybe, you know, join the, we've the we've got the funded account coaching starting, you know, a bunch of people jumped into that really quick, which is amazing. Maybe that's the kind of thing or the, the connectedness you need to, to find that extra motivation. Maybe going through your seven levels deep and understanding your why to a deeper level do that exercise because maybe you're just in it for the motivation of money at the moment, which is great because that's, you know, going to be the, the the first bit of outcome. But what is the next level? What are you going to spend that money on? Where is that motivation coming from? And, and can you find an avenue that will get you there just as fast as trading? Most probably not. So if you find that thing that you want, you stick it on your wall, you look at it every day, that's going to be that intrinsic motivation. That's going to be like, oh, I can't wait to achieve this goal. Like my dream board is right there right in front of me. I've got six things on it, um, two, four, six, six things on it, which I'm slowly ticking off. And every time I sit down at my desk, I see it there and that drives me for trading. Um, very, very strong. So take the information, find out what level you're at, do some self-assessment, see where your motivation is coming from, decide if you're connected, if you're autonomous, if you're competent and write it all down, journal it, understand where you're at and see what levels do I need to take to get to that next level. What are the reasons that I'm really here for? Why am I actually doing this? And once you can plan that out and sculpt it into the way that ends up with you designing the life you want, I'm sure you will find extra motivation during those hard days of trading, extra motivation to come and learn those extra skills and extra motivation to jump in and stay disciplined when the time comes down to it. Okay. I hope that made sense to everyone listening. Um, we're going to jump on over to the trading call now. Make sure that you go through your trading journal. Make sure that you go through your trading plan. Make sure that you write everything down. Do your brain warm up. Make sure that you're in the right headspace. Make sure that you are not feeling any emotions or feeling sick or have anything else lingering. And um, yeah, have a good session. And for those listening on the podcast, much love. And I will speak to you again soon. Next week, we will be all in the Kajabi room, I believe. I'm just going to see how today's session went, but I'll keep you updated. All right. Much love, everyone. Bye.